Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for joining in on tonight. I'm so happy to be able to celebrate tonight with you all as far as listening to Blog Talk and participating with Blog Talk. Dr. Serena Wright will be calling us. Um, she was calling the last four numbers. Apostle is 5085. That is for Dr. Wright, 5085. So with that being said, we want everybody to get their pens, pencils, papers, tablets, and everything together so that we can begin to be prepared to write down what God has given us to write down on tonight and for what God has put in our heart to hold dearly to our heart so that we may not sin against him. We can take his word and write it on the tablets of our heart and hold it dear and true to us. I would like to say on today, I would like to thank God for a new birth in our family. Uh, my nephew, Taiwan Harris, has just received his firstborn son, and I thank God for that. Please keep our ministry and our ministry family and family members of our families in your prayers. We want to say, God, thank you. I want to be so excited when I tell you things that God is doing when he's bringing forth new, new life. I just want you all to know that God is God. He's always on time. He's always available. And he's always ready to do what we need to do. Um, let me pause at this moment to see if Dr. Wright is on the line. Dr. Wright, are you on the line with us tonight? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. So what um, we're going to do is... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dr. Wright. You know, I am um, trying to go live on Facebook, and I cannot find it, but Okay. Okay. Um, so what do you what do you need for me to do? I got it. All right. Thank you so much. We'll be there in one second. Okay. All right. So for those that's listening in on Blog Talk, continue to listen. And those of you that need to step out or move around and you have to uh want to view it on Facebook Live. You can go to Dr. Wright's page, which is Serena Wright, and you can view it on Facebook Live. I am so happy that she is um, doing what she's doing on tonight. I'm going to share it, and I want you all to share it. Please mute your phones if you're not talking. Um, at this time, we're handing over to the woman of God so that we could be blessed by what God has put in her belly. Amen. It's in your head, Dr. Amen. Wright. Thank you so much, woman of God. We are so grateful, my goodness. Um, We missed you all for those months that we were not here. We are a family of people that love God, and we are so glad um, to be gathered here, to share here, to love here. Welcome to the Facebook Live um, family. Listen, this is going to become a regular thing for us because it is just time to become a regular thing. Let me tell you something. It says that, 
for those that diligently seek him, that they will be rewarded. And so we've got to press into that place of diligence. You know, listen, everybody that gets anything done only gets 24 hours in a day. And so to that end, we've got to get in those things that need to be in with the time that is allotted. With that being said, if you would turn with me to Luke. We are going to go right back to Luke. Uh, We're going to read these scriptures and discuss what Luke has to share with us about praying. It is time to pray. Let me tell you, we have got so many reports and so many things that are uncertain, but do you know we have so many more things that are certain? We have so many things that are in question, but there are so many more answers. The Bible says more and much. So we have got to press into what we have. We've got to focus on who we are, not what we've lost, but what remains. We've got to be those people that are ready to encourage those that are discouraged. We've got to be ready to uplift those that are downtrodden, understanding that we have more with us than are with them. These can be trying times, but let me tell you, challenges make champions. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Luke, chapter 22, Luke 22. We had spent some time here the last time I shared with Blog Talk, greetings and love to everyone, increase and abundance to those that man this platform and are determined to have the word of the Lord go across the whole wide world. Do you know that God, I said that God has created through one of his people an opportunity to reach the whole wide world. But anytime you hit a www access, you have access to the whole wide world. And it's so important to take that seriously, to be sober-minded, to understand the responsibility and the importance of bringing the gospel to the whole wide world. And so the last time we shared, we shared with you from the book of Luke, we talked about um, Jesus' position there and making a difficult decision. And so we're going to go back there now looking, excuse this moving, I'm trying to get this phone to charge. Uh, We were going to go back there and dig into what we can learn about prayer, what we can learn about prayer. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes things happen, that it is prayer, that we should pray without ceasing, that we should always pray and not faint. Prayer, the supplication, pray in this manner. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Pray. We have got to pray. We have got to pray. Somebody said we got we've got to pray. We have got to pray. There there are times and questions that are coming or they may have passed. And you can look back and say, I should have prayed more. I should have I should have asked God about that. I, I spent so much time in worry and anxiety and fret and uncertainty and insecurity and inadequacy inadequacy. I spent so much wasted time because I did not pray. Somebody say we we have got to pray. We have got to pray. In Luke twenty two, Jesus, Jesus, he got he got in, in a situation the Bible says Jesus Jesus. Jesus prayed. We've got to. We have got to pray. We've got to find ourselves praying. We've got to pray for ourselves. We've got to pray for others. And that's what we are going to share from Luke 22. Turn there. If you would with me, I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. We're going to start in verse 32. We're in Luke Luke 32. 
verse 32. Somebody that's listening, if you would please, 22, 32. Sometimes when I come in late, I'm always like, where are we? Where are we reading from? If you would just um, put in the chat for me, Luke 22, 32, because that's where we're starting. And he says, Luke 22, sorry, chapter. Luke 22:32, and he says, uh, but, well, let, let me start at verse 31. He says, Simon, Simon Peter, listen, Satan has asked excessively that all of you be given up to him out of the power and keeping of God that he might sift all of you like grain. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples. He had Peter and John come with him, and then he began to address Peter. And in verse 32, he says, but I prayed especially for you, Peter, that your own faith may not fail, and when you yourself have turned again, strengthen and establish your brother. But I have prayed especially for you, Peter, that your own strength may not fail, and when you yourself have turned again, strengthen and establish the brethren. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, that your word is true and the seed is incorruptible. We thank you that it shall go into our hearts and bring forth the fruit of right living. We appreciate, oh God, your impartation into our lives and your expectation that we would go forth and be a blessing to your people. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. He says, but I have prayed especially for you, Peter, that your own Faith may not fail. And when you yourself have turned again, strengthened, and established your brethren, he is saying there, he is talking directly to Peter, telling him he prayed. But from there, I began to understand how important it is that we pray for other people. Somebody say pray for other people. Do you know that when that sister or that brother comes to you and, and they're bearing their heart, they found a confidant, in you, a confidant in you. They found someone that is wise in you. They found someone that's reasonable and seasoned and insightful that, that won't spread all the rumors across, you know, the, the workplace. That they won't tell all their childhood friends something that terrible has happened to them and they've come to you and they and they and they're sharing and they're explaining or they're sharing their life with you do you know how important it is to pray somebody say pray for other people and and I don't want you to feel any type of way because most times if you are a praying person you are praying for other people and and so most times when you are praying for other people with you a prayer you are praying for other people you are praying that the will of the lord be done for them but there's not a lot of times where someone says something or the spirit of the lord impresses upon you something about someone and you stop right then and there and pray and so wait, wait, wait. Well, you know what sarah i'm going to pray for you i'm going to pray that your faith don't fail that if you don't have faith that you get faith, that the faith that you get doesn't fail. You see, we can begin to pray for people right on the spot because a lot of times they come to us because of who God is in us, but the only thing we need to be back to them is the, is the God that's within us. They don't really need our wisdom. They came to us because they've seen us be wise, but they don't need our wisdom. They need God. They came to us because they've seen us triumph, but they don't really need our testimony they need God and so sometimes when people are talking and, and they're bearing their soul it's so important to pray to say wait a minute John I'm going to pray for you I pray right now because the adversary he said to him the Satan is informing me that if he has his way with you he's going to 
sift you. That means that he's going to shake you so hard. Have you ever sifted flour that you just keep shaking it? You keep shaking it until it is all extracted from the container. That he's going to shake you loose from that that can hold you in place. That he's going to keep hitting you so hard against the sink or against your palm of your hand or against the bowl. He's going to keep hitting you with the circumstances of life. He says that if you don't get a faith that can prevail, he's going to sift you. He's just going to bring one life circumstance after another so that you can never get your footing, so that you can never have the faith that prevails, a firm, relying trust in the God Almighty. He says, Satan is telling me that this is his desire for you, the way that you're describing what your husband did with your sister, the way that you're telling me how how that supervisor talks to you, the way that you're explaining to me what that police officer said to you, they're trying to stick you. They're, they're letting the adversary use them as agents to make you lose your footing. He said, but I am praying. He said, but I'm praying for you so specific things because when people are, we need to be specific. Oh, God, bless Sarah. No, no, Sarah don't need you to pray. Now I lay me, now I lay me down to sleep. No, no, no. We need to pray. We need to pray the word. We need to know the word so we can pray it. We need to pray the word. We need to pray the will of God. We need to pray understanding. We need to pray faith, faith that can uplift them, faith that can please God, faith that can, can carry them through, that they can excel, that they can be established, that they can be firm and perfect and want nothing, that they can find themselves at the feet of Jesus. Somebody say, you've got to be specific. You've got to know the word and pray the word. You've got to know the word and pray the word. As smart and amazing as I am, nobody really wants to hear from me. They want to hear from God. Say that yourself. As smart and amazing as I am, nobody wants, they want to hear from God. We've got to be specific and say, God, John, God's family needs increase, God. Give him the strategy and the creativity that you have invested in him, that he would come up with something creative, a solution for the situations that are going on in his family. God, make him everything you've made. We've got to be specific. We've got to be bold. Do you know the boldness it takes that when the adversary has laid out his plan for someone, you come right against that very plan and say, you know what? John, I see the adversaries looking to destroy your family. So, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, John's family, my God, do you know you can go right after that thing that the the adversaries after? Don't you know that you and God are a majority, that you can go after and rescue the very thing that the adversaries after in that person? Somebody say, you've got to pray. You've got to be bold. Listen, if everybody out the closet. Why are Christians so weak and worn? God have mercy. Where is your boldness? What do you identify as? Oh my goodness. Why can't they mark you as a Christian? Call me kingdom. I go by the noun kingdom. Oh, I go by the adjective kingdom. Why is it that everybody's out and Christians are in the closet? Oh, because you can't pray at work, and you can't pray at the bus stop, and you can't pray in the bathroom. And who said it? If your mouth works and air moves up through your trachea, who said you can't? Somebody's got to be bold. Somebody's got to stop in their tracks and say, I'm going to pray for you because the adversary 
talking and you're crying and you're in the middle of that thing. But I say, I'm going to pray for you. Do you know, my God, we thank you, that after Jesus told Peter, the Satan's plan is to sift you. He's already decided to destroy you. And in the next verse, he said, but I prayed for you. Hallelujah. Do you know how powerful you are in prayer? You are not powerful in intellect. You are not powerful in psychology. But do you know how powerful the kingdom is in prayer? He says against all that the enemy has planned for you. I prayed for you. He didn't say I called somebody. He didn't ask an angel. He said the solution to everything Satan just told me he's going to do with you is in my prayer. I pray that your faith don't fail you. My God in heaven, do you know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. See, because a lot of times we've got supervisors and leaders and church leaders and pastors. And, and see, the pastor's caught up in, and he's got a, he got a mistress and I think he's having an affair. But the only reason you're talking about the affair so long is because you don't believe your prayer can break up an affair. The reason you're talking about racism so long is because you don't believe prayer can snap the back of racism. The reason. You talk about politics so much, it's because you don't believe prayer can move the hand of the political agenda. The reason you talk about the systems of this world so much, it's because you don't know the systems of this world have become the systems of our God and our Christ. God prayed for him. He said, I prayed for you. He said, I prayed for you. Especially for you. See, I don't, I don't want you to think this some big old general. God bless everybody at this job. No, God, I'm praying right now for Mr. Johnson. God bless Mr. Johnson's heart. What are you going to do? He don't like you anyway. That's what you told me. That's what you gossip about all day. That's what you put subtle innuendos on Facebook about. Then why don't you pray for him? Oh, because uh, well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, why don't you pray for him then? Why don't you believe the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man make things happen? I'm talking about at the unction of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about indecent and in order. Now you come to work late and that's why he mad Then you need to get to work on time and do your work. Y'all don't really, I don't know if y'all make this get clear, but if the Holy Spirit instructs you, I want you to walk in the boldness of our God. I want you to lead in the boldness of our Christ. Oh, let me tell you, everything that God said is already okay, but you've got to be there. You've got to be locked and loaded. You've got to be prepared with the word. You've got to be fearless. You've got to be You've got to be strong. You've got to be willing. You've got to be surrendered so that you can pray. Somebody say you've got to pray. We've got to pray for people. We've got to pray. If you are not aware that it is time to pray, it is because you are walking around with your eyes closed and you can see. Everybody can see it's time for prayer. There are things happening all over the globe that are close to unseen. The only reason I would mention them is because I know there is nothing new under the sun. But there has been a debauchery. There has been a disruption. There is a level of rebellion and disrespect that has hit this globe that nobody, nowhere can do anything but those that pray. The Bible says the effectual, fervent, fiery 
righteous men make things happen. He said, I pray for you, especially for you, Peter, that your own faith fail, and when you yourself have turned again. My God, I thank you. Do you know that you need to pray, pray in hope? I don't care how upset she is. I don't care how desperate the situation looks. He just told him, the, the devil said he's going to kill you. The, the devil said, I'm just saying, this is, is in the Bible. I mean, that's my, that's my translation, but he said, Satan, <laughs> ask me excessively. Just please, I just, if you let me get to, please let me get to, I'm so sick of, I am so sick of Peter. If you would just let me get to, I'm telling you, I would, oh, I'm like, I am, I mean, he, he anxious, anxious for him. He said, but when I pray for you, he says, and when yourself have turned again. So you like, turned again from what? <laughs> See, there had to be something there that Jesus was addressing inside of Peter. He said, because he had turned, but he said, but when you turn again, See, when you go around this time, because sometimes people are up against it. We, we can't be delusional. We, we can't be blanked out parents like Christians that don't acknowledge that sometimes that people are in difficult situations. Sometimes they're being tried. Sometimes they believe God all they know, but there's another level of believing. Sometimes they love God all they know, but there's another level of loving. He says, but when you turn again, I'm praying that your faith don't fail. There is a place where faith needs to be strengthened. Faith needs to be increased. Faith needs to be renewed. Faith needs to be upgraded. Faith. He says, I'm praying that when you turn again, that you would then go and strengthen and establish your brothers. He said, listen, Peter. You, he, said, he, said, he said that there, there, there may be something going on or it may be something up ahead because the adversary's after you. But listen, I pray for you. So, so, so all of that's already been resolved. Do you know there is a place in faith that even though it's a situation in front of you, you can always still know that it's resolved? Do you know in faith you can be in the middle of a season of testing? You can be in the middle of one of the worst experiences of your life and still know that there is a turning coming. My God, he says, do you turn again? Go and strengthen your brethren. There are times. I see, oh, my God, we thank you. You know, people say, well, God always answers prayer. He does. God does always answer prayer. And never has God put anything on us but good gifts. But since we are in the world, we are subject to that of the world. My God, we're teaching so well here. That we are subject to the world. We are subject to what is here in this realm. Maybe it's not that God did it. But it is, we are subject to it. We don't have to wrestle with it. We can know in prayer that it is already going to turn out for our good. But we are at times subjected to things in this world system. But by faith, we can know that on the other side of it, that we are going to be more of what God has called us to be. My God, we thank you. Do you know that we can grieve and we have lost? The world has had loss over the last 36 months. That's, that's mind-shaking. But, but there is a place in faith where you know that even in this season where I can even not even fathom how I will get through this, I know by faith on the other side of this that it's going to be better. He says, when you turn again, you go and strengthen the brethren. Do you know that means through whatever Peter is going to go through, 
he was going to have enough strength to share it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know that you need to pray for people? Because there are real situations that people are going through. But pray with hopefulness. Pray the word. Pray with understanding. Pray with compassion. And pray and let them know, listen, there's no way I'm going to say that this is nothing you're going through, that you should just get you a Bible and parrot your way through it. But I do know that God will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. And when you turn again, go and strengthen the brethren. This trip around difficulty, when you come out of this one, you're going to have enough for somebody else. When you come out of this one, sir, you're going to have enough for somebody else. Somebody say, when you come out of this one, I know you've been, you've been through a lot, but when you turn again, go and strengthen the brethren. When you come out of this one, ma'am, you're going to have wisdom to share. When you come out of this one, you're going to have business strategies to not just make yourself millions, but to make millionaires. You're gonna when you come out of this one, you're gonna have enough for somebody else. Somebody say pray for other people. Pray that they succeed. Pray that they that they get through with victory the things that the adversary plans against them. Pray that they triumph over the things in their generation that seek to try to hold them, that seek to try to destroy their lives. Pray for other people. Pray boldly. Pray 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 specifically. You say, I prayed especially for you. I, I'm not talking about praying for you. I'm talking about I pray for you. I'm praying for you right now while we're standing right here, right here in Mr. Johnson's office. I'm going to pray for you. Let me tell you something. In a minute, we all going to know we ain't got nothing to lose. We, we, we got to pray. We got to pray for other people that their faith might fail them. And when they go through this difficulty, when they make this last round against difficulty, that they come out with enough for somebody else. He said, go ahead and strengthen the brethren. Go ahead and find yourself in purpose. Don't you know when you become selfless, you have entered into the gate of purpose? When you say, you know what, there is no way that this much pain is to be wasted. This has got to be, not that God has put the pain on me, but he will use it. God said, how I'll even turn everything that the enemy meant for evil. I will turn it for good. So let's not get that, let's not misunderstand doctrine. God doesn't have to put anything on you. God doesn't have to break you or, 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 or kill all the chickens in your backyard to get your attention. If God took the breath he gave you, I guarantee you he would have your attention. Oh, God is a good God, and he only gives good gifts. Read your Bible. But he said when the enemy meant for evil, when, when circumstances come upon us, when our decisions have led us astray, when we're walking on the wide path and we return to the Father, he says, I'll turn it. I will make it good for you. He said, Peter, I prayed especially for you that your faith see you turn again, that you'll strengthen and establish the brethren. Do you know that we've got to pray people into purpose? We've got to pray that they get outside of themselves, that they realize that some of the situations they're in, the fruit thereof is not even for them, but that they'll be used by God powerfully. They'll be used to share the word of the Lord. Do you, nurse, sir? Every woman you meet is not for you to marry. My God, we thank you. Do you know, sir, every woman you meet is not for you to marry, but it is for you to share the strength and deliverance and power of the gospel, the dominion and the authority that is in the word that you learn through transgressions. Everybody is not for you to consume upon your own lust. He says, when this time, will you go and strengthen the brethren? You're going to be so strong. That's why I 
people, somebody please put in the chat Luke 22, verse 40. When he came to that place and he said to them, pray that you may not all enter into temptation. And then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. And so I, 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 that was so impressive to me because, first of all, we need to quit following people that give us instructions to do stuff they're not doing. God, we thank you. He said, y'all pray. Pray because it's about to, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging. So pray that you not enter into temptation. And then he walked away by himself and he knelt down and he prayed. Please, God, I thank you. If, 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 if you want to be led by somebody with wisdom, Please ask God to send you somebody that will advise you to do what they're doing. You know, I don't want you to tell me. I don't want because I don't want it from your intellect. I want it out of your experience. I want it from what God has showed you. I want it from how you live your life. I want it from how you show up. I want it from how God's power has been demonstrated to you. Somebody say he went away and he prayed because we have to know that we are powerful to pray for others, that God has sent us to strengthen and to pray for others. But somebody say, you've got to pray for yourself too. You've got to pray for yourself. You've got to pray that you be strong enough to weather, that you be strong enough to weather the purpose of the assignment, that you be strong enough, that your knees do not buckle under the weight of what God has given you. He knows your frame is dust, and he would never give you more than you could bear. If you feel that you're buckling, somebody say, pray for yourself. If you you said, God, if, if one more thing happened, if one more thing happened, I am leaving here. I know you said don't leave, and I'm out of here. You've got to pray. You've got to pray for yourself. You've got to pray. Listen, Jesus left an example because, see, this is the thing. I don't want to read in here that Jesus didn't want to do this because somewhere we've got Jesus somewhere that he don't have himself in the scripture. How, why would he be saying, can this pass me if he wanted to do it? Why would he need a plan B if he was all gung-ho about plan A? Do you know it's okay to not want to obey as long as you do? Do you know it's okay to not want to obey as long as you do? When you pray for yourself, decide, I'm going to obey God, but I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray to, to, I, to, to I sweat drops, not, not just streams, not just where it just trickle down. I mean what sweat is coming out drops. I'm about to agonize and tell God everything about why I don't want to do what I plan to do, because that's what he, what's what he told me. Somebody say, pray for yourself. Do you know if you follow this culture, you will get in God's face and begin to tell him why you're not going to what you're going to do. And you'll begin to approach God in a way that's so disrespectful, that's so unwise. It says because the beginning of wisdom is the reverence of God, is the fear of the Lord. See, there's a way that you approach the God of this world. It doesn't say you can't approach him. This Bible doesn't show Jesus not being authentic, not being sincere, but you you better pray. You better pray and say, God, I know you told me no. Oh, hallelujah. But I'm going to pray because I'm going to do no. But when I get down on my knees, like Jesus, I'm going to say, God, is it any way that this could be a yes? When I get down on my knees, like Jesus, I'm going to say, God, is there any way you could reconsider this? Because I know you told me no, and I'm going to do no. But when I get down on my knees, I'm going to tell you why I wanted to be yes and why I wanted the yes and what I was going to do with the yes and how I was going to paint the yes and what I was going to back 
from Home Depot for the gas. Y'all don't want to hear what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. When you pray for yourself, you better have decided, I'm going to obey God, but I'm going to get down on my knees and ask him. Okay, now when you said no, do you mean the one that starts with N and ends with O? Is there any other no? Is there is there any other way that this could happen? And see, it could sound, it could sound lightweight, but it's so serious. Because see, if you live your life in Christ not being real, not being authentic, saying, I hate everything about this God, but I'm going to do exactly what you said. God, I can't stand her. She hates me. She burned my lunch. She, does, she, she eats my food. She does everything. She tells on me. She lies on me. I can't believe you told me go buy her some Louboutins. I can't, I can almost can't stand this woman. God, I feel God. I, there's something down on me. I do not, but I'm going to buy these shoes, God, unless you tell me different. Can I please buy her scarf? God, please don't make me buy her my face. The shoes you told me I can't buy myself, Lord, please. Is there, is that just me talking about shoes? Y'all know how it is. But anyway, when you pray for yourself, decide you go obey God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When he got down on his knees, how did I know he had decided he was going to obey? Because he was asking for an alternative. He said, is there any other way? I'm going to do it way, but if it's another way, I'm going to take that one too. Lord, is there any other way? Because he had already decided, I'm going to obey. I'm going to do what the Father tells me to do. I'm going to say what the Father tells me to say, and I'm going to do what the Father tells me to do. But I'm going to pray. Oh, my God, do you know you could be a lion and be a lamb? That you could be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove? That you can get down on your knees and say, God, I don't want to do nothing you're telling me. But I bet you I'm going to do it. Don't you know you can get down and tell God the ugly truth? You can say, God, I'm so sick of my husband, I could scream. But I bet you I'm going to say marry to him because you told me to. Y'all don't want to be real. See, we try to have relationships with God that are as phony as we are. Okay, let me rephrase that. We try to have relationships with God that are not real. Like he don't know you don't want to do it. How are you going to get strength from heaven? How are you going to get strength from heaven when you're acting like you're strong? How are you going to get strength to follow through when you're acting like you've already accomplished? But if you get down and say, God, I'm yielded, I'm surrendered, I'm yours. But God, the spirit is willing. But my flesh is weak. God, I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm resentful. I hate the way he talks to me, God. I hate it. He's so mean. Why is my mother so bitter? Why is God, you said my days would be long on the earth if I respect my mother and father. But God, he's so mean. God, she's so angry. Oh, my God, don't you know? That God will give you strength from on high, but you've got to pray. Somebody say, you've got to pray for yourself. You better decide you're going to obey God and get on your knees and pray. Don't get on there being sassy. Don't get on there in your pride. Don't get on there telling him what you know and how much you, don't, don't, don't do that. But if you get down like Jesus did, because we're Jesus Christians, but half time we don't do nothing Christ did. He got down on his knees after he decided he was going to obey and say, God, is it any other way? My God, do they have to rip my skin off? Do they, do they have to rip the skin from me? Do they have to pierce me and beat me till I'm unrecognizable? Is there any other way? My God, we thank you. Decide 
God, you're going to obey God and pray. And pray for yourself. He said, he said then in verse 44, he said, and being in agony of mind. Did, do you know that if Jesus didn't want us to be real, he wouldn't told us he was agonizing? I'm just, you, come on, y'all. We, we got to come from over there. We've got to come over oh, from the parry, from the parry committee. And we've got to get down and pray until we've got the strength to do exactly what God said. Until God replaces his, our agony with his peace. Until God replaces his, our, his, our, our fear with his faith. Until God gives us beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. We, we've got to get down and pray for ourselves until we make the exchange that only heaven can make. Somebody said, you've got to pray for yourself. Do you know that God will give you beauty for ashes? You can get down on your knees and say, God, I can't hardly stand it no more. And you get up with the strength of David. Do you know you can get down in bitterness and stand up in compassion? Do you know that you can get down in anger and get up from prayer and joy? You can get down in on your knees in prayer to God and tell him it's agonizing and walk away from prayer in peace. See, we've made prayer something weak, but prayer is how we communicate with God. How could that be weak when the weapons of our warfare are not carnal and the way that we enter into the presence of the Lord is through prayer? How could that be the weak way? Do you know that Jesus got down on his knees? He had already decided, I'm going to do what you say, God. I don't want to, but I'm going to. I don't want to, but I'm going to. And the Bible says he got strength from heaven. It's in the Bible. Jesus got strength from heaven to carry out his assignment. It says, indeed, in agony of mind, he prayed more earnestly, more intently. The, the more difficult the situation got, somebody say, pray more. The Bible says, and he started praying more. It's right in the Bible, earnestly and intently. He prayed more. He, he was agonizing. He did. He was. He was agonizing, agonizing, and he prayed more. See, a lot of times, when things are a little bad, we'll pray. When they get worse, we go talk to our friend about how we prayed. But when Jesus started agonizing, he prayed more. Y'all, please. Y'all, please pray more. You've got to pray that the things that we are experiencing, the things that are on the earth, do you know the only person that has answers is heaven? The only person that knows is God. Who you, do you think that if somebody had the answer to what was going on, it would still be going on? We've got to pray. And when it becomes agonizing, when it becomes so difficult, when it becomes extraneous, when it becomes taxing, somebody say pray more. Pray more. Pray more. He said he prayed more intently. He prayed more earnestly. And earnestly talks about with conviction. He prayed and decided to believe more the more difficult the situation became. Somebody say, you've got to pray more. But I don't mean pray more like how you were praying. I want you to pray and believe. I want you to pray until you believe what you couldn't believe when you were praying before. He said because when it became agonizing, he became earnest. He became intentional. He said, I'll tell you what I'm do. Since you're going to try to put more pressure on me, situation, I'm going to put more pressure, more prayer pressure on you. 
Since you're trying to put more pressure on me to leave my wife, I'm going to put more pressure on you. Since you're trying to put more pressure on me to, to put my daughter out and God said I better not, I'm going to put more prayer pressure on you. Yes, God, I thank you right now. I thank you for this is the daughter that you gave me and you said that her name will be known amongst millions. You said that she was going to evangelize the world. You said that she would create a mountain in the political arena that's going to transform America like nobody has ever seen. You said that she was going to revelize the, the, the movie industry, the theater and the arts, education and finance. Let me tell you, whatever God said, why don't you put some prayer pressure on it? He became in earnest and intentional. He said after the agony came, he began to pray more. Why don't you say, somebody say, pray for yourself. And then when it gets difficult, somebody say, pray more. We've got to pray. We've got to pray like Jesus prayed. He said, and he became, he be, and being an agony of mine, he prayed all the more earnestly and intently. And his sweat dropped. His sweat dropped in huge droplets, like, like clots of blood dropping on the ground. And 45, he says, and when he got up from prayer, my God, do you know that in both of these examples, after prayer, the Bible talks about the turnaround. He told Peter specifically, and when you turn again, then you go do this. Because, see, it wasn't just when he got down on his knees and he prayed and he cried and he sweated like blood and then the movie went off. No, no, he he got up from prayer and he went on in power and completed his assignment. It says and when he got up from prayer, he it was already settled. He walked forward into his assignment. There is no other instance where he talks about he prayed like this, where he was uncertain of his assignment, where he was unwilling to carry it out, where he needed to be strengthened. Somebody say when you get up, we've got to know getting down on our knees in prayer is how we will be elevated. It's how we will have the strength. It's how we will have the wisdom. The turnaround is coming in prayer. The understanding is coming in prayer. The clarity is coming in prayer. The strategy is coming in prayer. Creativity is coming in prayer. The way out is coming in prayer. That thing that you need to birth in the earth will be birthed in prayer. That solution you're seeking is is in prayer. Somebody say when it gets difficult, you've got to pray more because the answer is in prayer. And once you have that answer, since you're going to get up, you're going to get up. Don't you think because you get down in prayer that there is no get up in your life. Just because you're down in your finances, don't you know God will turn them around. Just because your relationship can hit a valley, don't you know that there's always a mountain experience. It's in prayer. Don't you dare throw in the towel. Everything that God has predestined for you, you're more than capable capable than carrying it out. But you've got to pray. We've got to pray for others. We've got to pray in boldness. We've got to pray specifically. We've got to then strengthen and release the establishment of who God intended them to be. And we've got to pray for ourselves. We've got to get humble. We've got to get low. Say, God, this is too much for me. I've got to get answers. I've got to get strength from on high. 
And if it becomes more difficult, don't you dare give up, but you pray some more. You press into that place in earnestness. You press into that place in believing. Don't you dare let a situation turn you around from what God told you. You've got to pray. You've got to pray until it's time to get up. How long do we pray? Somebody say until it's time to get up. Don't you know you keep praying? You pray on Monday. And if it becomes more difficult, then you know what you get down on your knees and you pray on Tuesday. And if it becomes more difficult, oh, my God, but don't you give up on prayer. Don't you dare give up. You keep praying. You keep believing. You keep pressing. Somebody saying when he got up from prayer, there is a getting up. There is a revelation. There is an understanding. There is an enlightenment. There is a strength. There is a strategy. There is a way that will bring all of that situation and its heaviness right off your shoulders. Somebody say, but you've got to pray. People of God, we've got to pray. We have got to pray until that thing is done. Hallelujah. Do you know when when he got up, it was done? Hallelujah. He did not declare from his mouth it was finished until he was on the cross. But from how the scripture describes it, it was finished when he got up. We've got to pray. We've got to pray. And when things become difficult, somebody say pray more. Don't you let your emotions do you know that agony confers emotion, difficult in the emotional realm? Don't you dare let your emotions convince you that getting up is not coming, that, that there's not a get up in your future, that there's not an elevation in your future, that it's never going to lighten, that it's never going to get better. I know that was your, your that was the only grandmother. That was your favorite brother. That was the best sibling. That was the, the that was the matriarch of the family. And 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 sometimes emotions can can grieve and can come with such agony that you can almost feel like is this ever gonna lift? Is this ever gonna change? I, I God, I've been wrestling with this thing for so long. I, I'm gonna do what you told me to do, but is this ever going to lift? It will. It will. It will. It says when he got up from prayer, that there is a time of a getting up, and, and, and we've got to pray. We've got to pray until we've released in that thing and are ready to go on and carry out the full will of God for us. People of God, listen, if never before, this is a time to pray. And I will commit that until Holy Spirit releases me, we will be talking about prayer in one way or another because like never before, this is a time to pray. This is a time to pray for every everyone in your area of influence, everyone that you know, all of your neighbors, all of your coworkers, your supervisors, managers, CEOs, bus drivers, waitresses, people that work in the marketplace. It is time to pray. We cannot pray enough for what is in the earth realm, that we disallow those things that God has not allowed for us. Just like he told Peter, that's what his plan is, but I'm praying. See, see, we could say, North America, the adversary's plan for you is this and this, but I'm praying for you, North America, that your faith don't fail you. And when you turn again, that you go and strengthen other nations. We've got to pray. We, we've got to be those people that show up as people that know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous is what makes things happen. It's not our intellect. It's not our, our collaborations. It's not our networking. It's prayer. 
if Jesus prayed, if Jesus got down and prayed, and when he got up, it was finished, we need to pray. We've got to pray more. We've got to become sober-minded. We've got to walk in the marketplace in a new boldness. Because any time boldness rises, the kingdom's boldness must rise greater. Thus greater is he that is in us than anything that is ever present in this world. We have got to understand that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness and high places that won't be brought down unless we pray. And God has entrusted us and empowered us and believed us that we would continue believing and we would continue to pray. And so we just thank God for all of you that will listen, listen live, and those that will listen in the archives. God's talking to you. He wants you to pray. He wants you to come out of the closet. Do you know that the only people in the closet are Christians? We're scared to pray. We're scared to declare that we're boldly, unapologetically believers. We're trying to get along and be along when that is not part of who we have been called to be. I am not talking about a place where we become offensive. I'm talking about when we become bold. We have got to rise in boldness and bring the people of God to prayer. Woman of God, it's back to you. Blog Talk and Facebook Live, we love you. God bless. Amen, amen, amen. Ooh, that, that, that lesson tonight is a lesson that is definitely needed. It is definitely needed. It is time to pray. This is definitely a time to pray. We have to pray. We can't keep sitting back saying, Oh, what a shame. Why aren't they doing anything? Our most powerful weapon that we have is prayer. We have to know we just can't sit back and not pray. We have to pray for ourselves, as the woman of God said. We have to pray for others, as the woman of God said. We have to remember and realize Jesus prayed. He wasn't so big and and he wasn't so much on assignment. Then he didn't pray. We talk about it all the time as Christians. We remind ourselves that he went to the garden and he prayed. We saw them asleep, but we did not remind ourselves that even Jesus prayed. And he talked to the Father and said, I don't want to. Oh, I thank you, woman of God, for reminding us that when God tells us to do something, even if he tells us, no, don't do it for yourself, but do it for others, and we want to take that Attitude like, God, can I buy an ice cream for him instead? Can can I get him a one piece of uh, uh, Oreo cookie? Can I do anything but buy him that? God, I don't even have that. But we want so much from God. We pray so heavily for ourselves and believe prayers for ourselves, but we're not standing in the gap for others. I want you all to know the lines are open for anybody that wants to speak on tonight. This is your time to let the woman of God know how you blessed her. How, I'm sorry, how she blessed you with the message on tonight. Bless her back, letting her know, yeah, she was in my Kool-Aid. And I'm sure she was in some of you all's too. And the other ones that don't want to admit it, go and get on your knees and ask God for just a little more. You'll receive it. The lines are open. Praise God. Carmen, uh, hallelujah, Holy Ghost fire, yeah. Holy Ghost fire, oh my God, thank you Jesus, 
Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the mighty woman of God, full of God's anointing and power. Yes, yes, yes. Pray, pray, pray. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Confirmation. I know, I know, I know that, hey, we are touching and agreeing all of those that know the special fervent prayers of the righteous avail as much. We must, must, must go to the throne of God with Holy Ghost boldness, confidence, knowing that our God is an awesome and amazing God, and he wants to exceed our expectations. He does. Oh, my God. This May, this May, this May, uh, God said to me, mouth, answer yes. Mouth, answer yes. And that's because, you know, Romans 10 and 10, if we confess with our heart and believe in our mouth, if we confess God, if we confess him and believe and, and we speak it and decree it out of our mouth that what we have and what God wants us to have, that we're able, we're able, we're not defeated foes, we are victorious, we are more than conquerors. Yes, I, I love praying. I love praying. Thank God. Thank God. That was birthing me as a little bitty child. Thank you, Jesus. That uh, prayer, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what it looks like, feels like, sounds like. But God is able. He's willing. And, um, and there is no other time, no other time to do anything else. We got to be centered, centered, centered around the power, the praise, the petitions, the prayer. Uh, the praying and the prayers uh, like never, ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for the comments. Is there anyone else who would like to give Dr. Wright a testimony or just give her words of encouragement for encouraging us? The lines are open. Dr. Wright, um, this is Cecilia. Thank you so very much uh, for speaking and for allowing the Lord to speak through you. I, uh, well, even do a quick uh, confession on today, um, God had uh, told me to just, he said, and it was like he put me on Holy Ghost arrest, and he said, pray. He said, all I want you to do is just pray. And it blessed me because I knew then that God was allowing me to see something that he had already exposed to me, but that he's working on. And so I thank you for reminding us that sometimes God will make you pray right in the midst of whatever you're doing. And sometimes it's going to be for yourself and it's going to be for others. But when God showed me the, uh, how Jesus was in the desert and how the enemy was trying to bring him counsel, and that it, if you looked at it wrong, it would appear that he knew what he was talking about. So people will appear to be giving you counsel, and they're not equipped to give you that counsel. So thank you about the wisdom. Thank you about the word of God. I thank you, woman of God. I cannot thank you enough. I owe you 
so much just for the message on tonight. And I pray that God blesses you beyond anything that you could ever ask or even conceive. I pray that God shows you that you're the head and not the tail above and not beneath. I pray that the favor of God will follow you before you get there, when you get there, and after you leave. I pray that you will be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Dr. Wright, you are truly a woman of God, and I thank God for you. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Is there anyone else that would like to speak at this time? Thank the woman of God again. Because the word tonight is something that has to be and needs to be released. I shared two or three times on Facebook. I hope and pray that anybody else that shared it on Facebook uh, will share it again. I hope and pray that anybody that's listening to it on Blog Talk, you will listen to it again. You will share with your friends and family because, like she said, we are the only ones that's in the closet. Everybody else came out, but it looked like they came out and we went in. I'm asking God for us to come out of the closet with boldness and just stop and don't worry about what's going on because while somebody's telling you something, you should be in prayer right there and there, and God will give you favor because if you don't believe it, look at the news when stuff starts to happen. They voted by some of the highest courts to take prayer out of school but soon as something happens, what the people do, they begin to pray and say they don't care about the consequences. It's time for us to step up and step out. We say we serve a mighty God. But we're, when are we going to show other people our, our God is more than that? He's more than anything we can say, anything we can think, anything you can think. Our God is more than that. I, I want to give you all our closing remarks, and I'm going to let the woman of God continue to tell us what her final words are for tonight. But I'm so happy I did not miss tonight's lesson. I'm so happy. It's time to pray. Luke 22. Started at the 32nd verse and went on down from there. Our, our foundational scripture for Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, it's Matthew 6 and 33. For seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you all to know we love you with the love of the Lord. It's nothing you can do about it. If you come back next Monday from 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear our very own Pastor Servant Troy Thomas. If you come back on Friday night, you will hear me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m., I'm sorry, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will hear what God has put in my stomach, my belly, my spirit, my heart to share with you all. I want you to know if you come back on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear from our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. This is Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, which is brought to you by World Wide Web, Talk Talk Radio, as well as we do Facebook Live also. 
I want you all to know that we have a prayer line that if you we would like to announce that if you need prayer with Pastor Linda Handy, she's at 605-313-4818. That's 605-313-4818. Her access code is 641-147. Access code 641-147. If you also would like to have a prayer line, you can call for Sister Carmen. It's 605-313-4284. That's 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-2607. Access code again, 528-2607. Dr. Wright, it is back in your hands to give us your closing remarks. And again, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for the boldness and the honesty of the word. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. God, for all that you have released into our hearts, God, that our understanding be increased, God, and that the fruit of righteousness would spring forth unhindered. We thank you that the seed is incorruptible. We will content ourselves to nurture that seed, oh God, to water it with Holy Spirit and to allow it to grow, that we would be those that would pray continually, be sexual and fervent, and make things happen. We thank you, God. We give you praise and glory for it in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night. Amen. Good night, everyone. Amen. God bless. Love you all.